Let us come together and now worship the Lord thy God, who provided for you this morning and for me. So be joyful, be encouraged. God has already worked it out. And this is In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr. Thanking you as always for joining us on this lovely day the Lord has made. And as always, I pray that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I am praying that you have the Lord Jesus Christ out front paving the way for you, especially in the world that we live in right now. So I want to pray for everybody that's everywhere that is dealing with contingencies of all sorts, from the wars, from the rumors of wars. Of course, we're not surprised by this, but we're still here on earth and we are still seeing people suffer. We're still seeing people go through it, as they say. But first, let's get to our morning reading of our scripture, which comes from Hebrews 12, starting at verse 14. Hebrews 12, verse 14 reads as follows. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for being able to come to you in the need of prayer. We've got wars in other countries. We've got wars in our streets. Wars amongst marriages. Wars amongst whole families. It seems like everybody's fighting about something. And there is no quest for reconciliation. No one wants peace. They want to solve the problem the only way they have been taught by Satan to solve it, and that is through violence. They have been misdirected. They have been misaligned. They have been deceived. Lord, we need you right now. We ask now in the name of Jesus Christ for the Holy Spirit to intervene and save our brothers and sisters. The ones who are sitting at home right now staring at a gun trying to figure out whether or not they're going to use it today. The one who is fed up. The one is so tired of being tired. And Satan has heard their call and has provided the worst thing possible, an alternative to you. Lord, we ask you now to turn them back, put light on the situation, expose the sin for what it is, and let them realize that they have other choices. Someone out there, Lord, is at a clinic ready to make a life-changing decision because they made a life-changing decision. There are so many stressors out here, Lord. It's, sometimes it looks so bleak, it looks so, so defeating. But we know if we maintain our faith in you, you will light our path. That's why we pray for everybody to have a personal relationship with you, Jesus. In times like these, it's needed. These and all things we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's topic is blueprints and breakthroughs. Blueprints and breakthroughs. Why, why are those two together? Because everybody has a plan for their breakthrough. 
We just want God to bless our plan. We've gone over this topic time and time again about how you and your plans and God all coexist. Because for many of you, that's the case. Uh, you got you, you've got your plans in the middle, and then you have God. And you really want God to bless your plan. You really want God to really come alongside you and you not alongside him to work on your plan. But guess what? God's got a plan for you. Do you realize this? God has a plan for you. If you're listening, if you're watching right now, I want you to understand and trust the process that God has a plan for you. So be encouraged. And the only way to be encouraged is to have faith, have understanding, and have patience in knowing that the breakthrough is coming. Because I know y'all love that word, breakthrough. But the breakthrough comes through God's plan over your life. And with that being said, let's open our Bibles to Psalm 37.5, where David gives us this timeless truth that resonates across generations. Psalm 37.5 reads as follows. Commit thy ways unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your already blessed word. Now, Lord, as always, do what needs to be done with it. Say what needs to be said, regardless of feelings. Help someone receive your word. Help someone apply your word. And help someone disseminate your word. These and all things we ask in Jesus Christ. Amen. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. If you notice throughout the scriptures, you see a pattern of activity and response. For example, this follows the same pattern of activity as James 4, 7. Submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. There are two internals and one external response. We see that here as well in Psalm 37, 5. Commit thy ways unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. But let's talk about that first part. Commit thy way. David doesn't say dabble in your way or occasionally consult the Lord. No. It's not what he says. He says, commit. Imagine a builder laying the foundation of a magnificent cathedral. Every stone, every beam, meticulously placed. Because where it is placed, there is a space for it. Likewise, commit your life, your dreams, your decisions, everything to the Lord. Why? Because God has space for every little thing you have in your so-called plans into this his divine plan. Surrender your blueprints, your plans, your agenda, whatever you want to call it because that is what it is to the master architect and that is Jesus Christ and let him build the foundation and him tell you where to put your next brick on this thing called life. Picture Noah, entrusted with the blueprint for an ark. He didn't question the design. Now pay attention. Now that is very, very important right there because many of you have received God's plan for what's going to be built, how it's going to be built, where it's going to be built, and you have questioned the design. And many of you haven't even started to work on it. 
because you, you don't really trust it. Why? Because that, that C word, control, you don't have enough control over it. This is why we submit and surrender our lives to Jesus Christ and trust in him. When we do this and we give over absolute control, ab this is absolute surrender. When we do this, following the plan is not hard at all. But we have a problem with questioning the design. Yet Noah, he followed it to the letter. When God gives you a blueprint, don't alter it and don't doubt it. Trust his plan, even when it seems unconventional. Maybe it does not look like what your friends are going through, what the other marriages are going through, what the other kids are doing. Maybe it doesn't look like that, but trust God's design for you. Again, personal relationship is needed here. Otherwise, you will get lost in the echo chamber of the internet. And no one wants to be there because there's nothing out there but noise. And a lot of that noise is not leading anybody to the cross. Because that's the only answer. The cross is the only answer to whatever plans you have. And it's in that unconventional means where God operates beyond our understanding and it's where our struggles to commit begin. So the question isn't if God has committed to us. The question is, why are we not committed to God? It begins with human nature and independence. As humans, we often want to maintain control over our lives. There's that word again. We value independence and self-reliance. Surrendering our plans to God requires humility and a willingness to let go of our own understanding. Then there's the fear of the unknown. We've gone over a lot of these reasons, but a lot of these reasons fall into every category as to why we don't trust God's plan. Of course, there's fear of the unknown. Because trusting God means stepping out on faith into a realm that many of us won't ever see because we're scared. And some of y'all are scared. <laughs> a lot of y'all are scared. A lot of you don't want to lose whatever you have right now, but yet in order to get more, you got to sacrifice what you have right now. In trust and in faith to God that he will provide a lot more in a bigger, better, and brighter way. Take it from someone who has already gone through this process, and yes, the Lord has blessed me with more than I could have ever imagined. And I give God the glory and the praise for all of that. Then there is a desire for immediate results. Yes, once again, because of how we live in a society where everything is at your fingertips, everything is in a matter of a couple of seconds. I think the attention span now is down to maybe five to ten seconds. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is we want things right now. If we pray and these things do not come, obviously there is no God or obviously God's not listening and I have done something wrong in my prayer. I've heard somebody talking about praying in the spirit one time. What are you talking about praying in the spirit? Don't you realize that every time you fall on your knees and call out the name of Jesus Christ, you are praying in the spirit? There is no eloquent speech for this. There isn't no dictionary to give you some fancy words and think because you say a few seven syllable words that it's going to make your prayer better than the next man's prayer and saying, Oh Lord, forgive me for I'm a sinner. Please help me in my time of distress. Help me, Father. And sometimes you ain't got a lot of that. Sometimes it's simply saying, Lord, help me. Help me. 
You see what's going on. I have messed this all the way up. My family has messed this all the way up. Help me. That's prayer. That's praying in the spirit. Stop trying to be fancy. You're wasting time and you're causing more damage because Satan is running roughshod on you. Just pray and be done with it. Let's not forget past disappointments. Let's not forget those. Oh boy, those scars, those previous disappointments or unanswered prayers can make it make us hesitant to commit fully. Well, sometimes God is saving you from yourself. And I don't care if you're offended or on this or not. Sometimes God is, is saving you from your own desires and foolishness because you think you know what's best for you. And if he gave you everything you wanted, you'd still be in chaos because somehow, some way, it would not be enough. Why? Because your peace is found in stuffing things and not at the feet of Jesus Christ. That's why he says, commit your ways to the Lord. And of course, there's a lack of faith. Of course, there's an attachment to worldly things. Of course, this is spiritual warfare we're talking about here because this is the matter of the heart and the spirit. This is the matter of what you feel and then the matter of what God says. And then there's the matter of what you believe. And if you believe any of this, of course, there's a spiritual warfare. So how do we come? How do we overcome this portion? How can we commit our ways to the Lord? Check this out. First of all, as we just talked about, there is prayer. You got to pray. I cannot emphasize this enough. Not pray to make yourself feel good, but pray like you are communicating with an almighty God who can do all things, who knows all things and can get you out of your own way. Pray like you mean it. Pray like God's going to actually do something. For the sake of all of us, pray like God's going to actually do something. Have some faith. Do you realize how many people come to me and say, hey, Rick, um, how, how do you have that? How did you do that? I said, dude, I prayed, bro. I prayed and paid attention because I know I'm not smart. I know I'm not as gifted. I know I'm not as well thought of in speech or in ministry or anything in that matter. Doesn't matter to me. God gave me a word, and I'm simply sharing it to, with you. God gave me a word to let you know today, trust in his process. Trust in what God is showing you. Trust in what God has given you. Cultivate it. Grow it. Nurture it. Stop looking at everybody else. Their, their blueprint is not your blueprint. That's not how you're going to receive your breakthrough. Stop looking at everybody else. Satan is fooling you into thinking, well, gee whiz, I mean, if, if God really loves you, you would have what she have. You would be doing what they're doing. They're going on trips. they at the beach. they own Carnival Cruise Lines. they doing all this stuff. Well, why are you not doing it? You see how that getting into your mind right now? You're going to work right now, possibly, and you're saying to yourself, I'm not where I want to be. Be careful how you vocalize your thoughts because Satan is always listening through the heart of someone else. Always listening. Then there's the renewal of the mind. We need to renew our minds daily. Scripture talks about this. By meditating on God's word, help us overcome the fear and doubt. Renew your mind daily. Wake up with a fresh mind. Wake up because every day is new. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're going to end up. And 
you come home exhausted from this journey God has had you on, and you're probably winning. I'm sure, I'm sure someone out there can relate to what's going on right now. You woke up, you had this idea what you're going to do, work and drop the kids off. And before you know it, you, you are everywhere. You've been out all day. <laughs> You've been out all day and you get home and exhausted. But guess what, though? Somewhere in that day, you had some victories, didn't you? You learned something new, didn't you? You learned something new about your spouse, your partner. You learned something new about your kids, the teachers, the, the homework, the school. God's blessing you right now. You don't even realize it because you're looking for things that are not really of importance to God. At least not right now. He knows it's important to you and he's going to get to it. But he is shaping you. He is molding you. He's molding your partner. He's molding your children. Folks, if you are out there right now angry about where you are in life, you need to evaluate what God is revealing to you. All right, girlfriends, look at your boyfriend. Boyfriends, look at your girlfriend. Husbands, look at your wives. Wives, look at your husbands. Evaluate what y'all have been doing and ask why are we not where we desire to be. Examine and evaluate yourself. Remember what the Lord has already done for you and then take these small steps towards trusting God. Sometimes for many of you out there who may not follow the Lord, who may not really trust God that way, because you might be still angry at God for something that happened to you when you were seven or eight years old and you question God ever since. I, I totally get that. I know folks that are like this. I tell them the same thing I'm telling you right now. Take small steps. I need you to at least be on the path and start understanding your relationship with Jesus Christ. Not your mamas, not your daddies, or the lack thereof, or your friends, not the internets, your relationship with Jesus Christ. How is it, now, now here's the thing, how is it you trust everybody else about their opinion of God, but you don't trust everybody else about the opinion of a job you're applying for? Because that money look good, those benefits look good, and you're going to apply nonetheless. But yet, when it comes to God, you will trust every opinion on the internet. You will support every opinion on the internet. You will support every non-believer's view of God, and you won't do the research yourself. But you do the research yourself for that job, though. You'll do the research. You'll go on Indeed or Career Builder or LinkedIn nowadays. You'll, you'll do the research and you'll check out the reviews and see who worked there and, and what they say about it. But you won't take care of your own spirituality in that same capacity. You won't care for it. You won't mold what's going on on earth so that it, is, it reflects what's in heaven. You just want what you want. And because of that, you are where you are. But scripture also tells us to trust also in him. Not only do we commit, but we must also trust in him. Trust, that's the, the currency of heaven. <laughs> it's not a passive wait and see attitude. It's an act of reliance on God's character. Truth isn't blind. It's rooted in knowing who God is. He is faithful, unchanging, and all the wise. When you trust, you're saying, Lord, I believe 
that you got this. Someone right now needs to sit on the side of their bed and say, Lord, I believe that you've got this. And I'm going to go to bed tonight knowing you've got this. And I'm going to rest easy in my bed. No matter where I'm located, I'm going to rest easy in my bed with peace and knowing that you have it right now. It's already working. You already have it. I claim the victory in the name of Jesus Christ right now over my circumstances because I know you saw it. You, you saw what they said to me. You saw what they did to me, but you got it, though. You know what I'm going through. These bills are, pack, are stacking. Uh, the problems are stacking. But you got it, though. You have everything in your hands. Someone right now needs to say that and stop carrying the burden by yourself. Imagine a tightrope walker crossing the line. His focus isn't on the abyss below that all that distance down below. It's on the unyielding rope he's walking on. Trust is fixing your gaze on God's promises, not your circumstances. He won't fail you. And then there is the divine response. The divine response from what we're doing. Now, let me let me slow this down real quick. Let's put a pause on this and really focus on what's being done here. The scripture says there are two actions here. What are those actions? Commit thy way unto the Lord. That's from us to God, okay? Trust also in him. Again, that's from us to God. Now, it's from God to us. What is it? He shall bring it to pass. There are things that we need to do in response to our faith in Jesus Christ. This isn't another situation where you're thinking, well, I got to do all these things to get to heaven. No, no, stop right there. Stop right there. This is in response to your faith in Jesus Christ. If you commit your way to the Lord, Trust in the Lord because of your faith, because of your diligence. He shall bring it to pass. This is where the rubber meets the road. God doesn't just give blueprints. Sometimes I, I think some of you think that God just gave you useless items of information. God just gave you things you could not possibly put together and make work, let alone for the glory of God's kingdom and your benefit. You're thinking that God just gave you stuff to give you stuff. That's not how this works. I think you know that you're, you're a little naive on this area. God gave you who he gave you because he knew this person can help you. God gave you the job that you have right now because he knew he's preparing you for something bigger or he's preparing you to have stability in your life. God gave you the children that you have because he knew you could handle them. Regardless of their health situation, regardless of your social status, regardless of your money, he knew you could take care of them. When you commit and trust, he steps in. Your dreams, your desires are not in vain, as I just said. He already knows what you want and desire. God's promises are like seeds planted in fertile soil. They germinate, they grow, and they bear fruit. Consider Abraham and Sarah. God promised a son, but they waited. And in due time, Isaac was born, 
God's timing is impeccable. He's never late. He's no on-time God. Your dreams may seem delayed, but trust his process. What did God say about this when he told them that they were going to have a son and, you know, Sarah giggled a little bit and God heard it? <laughs> what did God say? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Genesis 18, 14. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I trust you if God says it's going to happen, you better believe it's going to happen. You, you got to believe in that. If God said you're moving, guess what? You're moving. It may not be on your time, but you're about to be up out of there. If God said this is what's going to happen in your finances or whatever your situation is, I say finances because everybody wraps their life around money. But if you gave that to the Lord, you wouldn't be that way. And you'd probably be more at peace. But that's a whole other sermon. If you understood this psalm the way you're supposed to understand it, you would really get what's going on here, why David said this. Considering David's life, considering everything he had gone through, I know that he comes from the heart when he says, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Some of you need to understand committal a lot more better than what you do. Some of you need to really work on this thing called trust. You don't even trust your own spouse, let alone have committed to them. How do you expect anything to happen from God via Jesus Christ when you can't commit, when you can't trust? What, what do you expect to see from your situation when God says, commit to him through my son? Look at what my son has already done for you. Look at what he has already done to take care of your sin. You can't even commit and trust to that. But yet you want financial breakthrough. You want a prophetic word. You want all these stuff and things, but you can't commit, nor can you trust. So how can God show you the way to go when you can't even commit and trust God? God is not a, uh, a service. Every time you get messed up or got questions and, and you need breakthrough, even though you don't trust him, most of y'all don't even believe in God, but you want God to operate for you. That don't even sound right. How, how do you believe, don't believe in God at one point, but then you question God at another point, and then you challenge God for those who do believe on a third point? How does that, what is, what is that? What is that, what is that to you? Someone email me about this. Email me, t tell me, what do you think about that? <laughs> you don't believe in God, you, you, then you, don't, if you, then you, you don't trust the God you don't believe in, and then you challenge someone who does believe in God. The God of the Bible, that is. Not, not this out of space God that, that the world believes. I'm talking about the God of the Bible, the God of Jacob, Abraham, Joshua, the God of Peter, Paul. And yet we sit here, still debating about you committing and trusting. It begins there, and David knew it began there, and he's trying to tell us through these words, so many years later, the commit your ways and trust in the Lord. And when we do this, he will indeed bring it to pass. That's your assignment this week. Trust your ways, give it to God. Your way is not working. It's not working. Maybe some of you all need to really sit down and reflect on your relationship of G with Jesus Christ or the lack thereof. Maybe you need to work on that. Maybe you need to start there in understanding, how do I commit 
to Jesus Christ? How do I trust the Lord Jesus Christ? My life is so messed up. I've done so many things. What, you know, how do I begin this? Maybe you're on that path. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to contact us at getprayer.today. Getprayer.today, that's the website. I've talked about it before where we do prayer on all levels. You can contact me directly on that website. Uh, you can find links to the podcast there. You can find a variety of this, things that can help you begin your pathway. We do prayer prompts on there each week to where you can go through and look at these prayer prompts, the old ones, the new ones, and start your prayer journal, your faith journals on your walk with Jesus Christ. And being able to observe and write down what God is doing for you. Or maybe you just need prayer. Maybe you need to uh, look at one of our prayers on there that we that the Holy Spirit has inspired uh, us to write to help you out in your time of need. But definitely take it all in. So until next time, may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And we will talk to you next week. You take care.